the show. It's 1025 The Bone, 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. Coming in live. Uh, Dominic Ferriello will be here in about an hour or so to take your legal calls. If you have something, car accident, question you want to talk to him about, he's here for you every week. Uh, but right now we got to go to Galvin, and it is time for news. And now, news with Galvin on the Mike Calter Show. Uh, what do we have in news today, Galvin? Today's news is brought to you by Pelt Shoes. I am wearing my Ulta Ultra pelt shoes right now uh ulta <laughs> get all that makeup on <laughs> i just put makeup on my feet uh all seven pelts locations are back open ready to go serving tampa bay and the surrounding areas uh you can get in there and get your foot socially distance sized they look at it and they tell you how big your foot is and they make sure that it fits right that way you don't have to wait around for uh amazon or anything like that and you don't have to get a shoe try it on send it back do all that stuff you go in there you try it on you know how it feels you go home you're excited to about it. Stop into a pelts near you for the perfect fit. Make sure you whisper my name, Calvin, and you get 10% off. Are you are you watching Yellowstone yet? No, not yet. <laughs> uh, listen to me. I, I've been crazy with the Americans. I'm literally almost done with six seasons. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watch That's all it, you do? <laughs> I watch it so much it's ridiculous. I'm like, uh, I got to do something else. I'm not in love with that uh, Kingdom show that everybody loves, the UFC show or the MMA show. Oh, yeah. I, it's okay. I, I'm still sticking with it, but I have nothing so far has made me go, this show is great. The acting is just awful. But the uh, acting from the Jonas Kid, I think, is really good. Yeah, he does a good job. Yeah, so. Uh, it's a good show. It's definitely worth the watch, and there's some good twist in there, and there is uh, one scene that I jumped up and yelled at my TV. Nothing is <laughs> twisted for me yet. That's why I think. I'm still I'm still in the beginning stages. Yeah, there's a, it's a good show. It's definitely worth watching for sure. They're talking about whether they're going to come back for another season because everybody seems to like it so much. Because mm-hmm. it was on, what, the audience channel or something yeah. like that that nobody knew. And then you put it on Netflix and everybody's like, oh, this is great. And they're like, yeah, let's make some more. Yep. So we'll see what happens. I uh, got off the air yesterday and got an update from Amazon that said... Season three, episode nine of Yellow, and I went, "Oh my god, I forgot about that." I was so excited to get out, off the air, run my errands, do what I had to do, and then sit down and watch Yellowstone. And then when Yellowstone was over, I was like, "Wow, I wish I could watch ten more of those." And then I realized right after it was over, the Tampa Bay Lightning were playing. I'm like, "This is the best day ever." Oh, nice! I love this pandemic life. <laughs> I was able to go to bed like at nine o'clock last night because everything had already played. I went to bed right after Jeopardy last night. You did? Oh, yeah. That's Yeah, Carmen, you should try that. That's why we're in such good moods today, and you look like a mopey Sally. <laughs> no, I'm mopey because i got to go back into work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, mopey oh. Sally. Oh, mopey Sally. It's very sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so it was uh, Yellowstone, Galvin. I, I think you'd. I think you're going to like it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to watch it. It seems like right up my alley. I like, I like Westerns. I like, you know, good story. Kevin Costner I love, so. He's so good in this. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do we have in news? Uh, well, the coronavirus pandemic forced Democrats to turn their plans for a four-day party in uh, Milwaukee into a two-hour-a-night event made for TV that's being broadcast this week from studios across the country. During the opening night of the Democratic National Convention, former First Lady Michelle Obama used a recent quote made by President Trump while speaking against his leadership. Here's what Michelle Obama had to say. Donald Trump is the wrong president for our country. He has 
had more than enough time to prove that he can do the job, but he is clearly in over his head. He cannot meet this moment. He simply cannot be who we need him to be for us. It is what it is. Oh, got him with it. It is what it is. I'm not, I don't even want to argue with her, but what I want to say is who is? Joe Biden is the yeah. guy? Joe old-ass Joe Biden is the guy that's going to come in and fix all the problems? That's not, it's just not logical. I think even she knows that. Yeah. I don't uh, – th- that's, the, that's the main problem that I see here. It's not that the country – doesn't want to turn, you know, try something else or some part of the country. It said, "What is the alternative?" And the alternative is not any better than than what we have now. I in, mean, in I think, certain aspects. I think it speaks volume the fact that as soon as Joe started running, oh, the Obamas didn't come out and back him immediately. Yeah. That was his vice president, and it took him what I think it was like four or five months well, before you, he came out to endorse because him. Because you don't you don't want to come out and endorse somebody and that person not be the front runner. So but, you don't want to you don't want to add a presidential endorsement to somebody who's not getting the nomination. So when they knew for sure that he was the nominee, then they were like, okay, Joe. I get that, but also that was your vice president. That was the person that you chose to stand by your side to help run the country, and you're not going to immediately back him. I feel like, yes, I get it. It's all about politics, and that's the way it's done. But I also think that speaks volumes to you. You clearly don't have that much faith in him. Yeah, but if, if you pick a, if you pick a loser, like Mike was saying, if he wasn't the nominee, then right. it's like, well, Obama's endorsement doesn't mean anything. Last time he picked old Biden, and Biden wasn't even right. the nominee. You know. So, yeah. so uh, I watched a thing with Hillary Clinton the other day, an interview where they asked her what went into you picking your vice president. It was before um, Biden had announced uh, Kamala Harris, and she said, "Well, you want you want somebody that um, you know thinks like you. You want somebody that you can help. Uh, you know that you want to live with and work with for potentially the next eight years." And you want somebody that could help get you elected. And I thought, that's really all you want. That's how every vice president is picked, on who who you're representing one area of the United States and one area of the people who is the other person that could bring in the rest of those people. That's it. I mean, that's the bottom line. And it's the same reason why uh, Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris, because he said he was picking a woman of color. And that, and he, he put himself in that hole. And, and he now he was like, well, now I have to pick one of those one of those front runners. Yeah. And also, I think they want somebody who's not going to rock the boat. They're going to go along with what they say. And if they have to send them out to do something, they agree on, you know, the politics. So they're like, you got to go out and talk about this. And they're like, yeah, totally fine. Because yeah. you don't want somebody who's like, uh, I, I'm against that. And, blah, blah. and then you go, well, now what do we do? Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, right now, I saw a poll yesterday that had um, Trump losing badly to Biden, but I don't believe any of the polls after the last election. Yeah, so, there's no all the experts. There's no way Trump will win. Yeah. Right. Dun dun dun. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is you think about it now. Yeah, Biden and Kamala Harris may not be the perfect combination, but they're also not gasoline on fire. That's the big thing. And uh, you know, you look at all the other stuff. If Trump wasn't Trump and a lot of the stuff that he has done, 
that he's done well, but people still say bad because it's Trump. If another president did it that people liked, it would be great, and they'd be you know carrying this guy around on their shoulders. But he yeah. is Trump. If he's president again, oh boy, <laughs> I have a feeling if he gets elected again, it's just light a match. There but is. If, but if he's not president you. again, it's going to be yeah, crazy too. Same. I agree yeah. with Gio. If, if if they put Biden knobs with everyone as crazy as they are, the country's just in a super weird spot. And I mean, you know, I'm, I've been reading some stuff that the unemployment is getting better and everybody's stocks and 401ks are, 401ks are going up. You know, I don't know if that has anything to do with Trump. He'll definitely say it has everything to do with him, with the economy. But, you know, which, which side would you rather be on? I, well, during his speech yesterday, President Trump said the only way he can lose in November for the election is... <laughs> I'll let him tell you. Here's Trump. (laughs) So we have to win the election. We can't play games. Get out and vote. Do those uh, beautiful absentee ballots. Or just make sure your vote gets counted. Make sure, because the only way we're going to lose this election is if the election is rigged. Remember that. It's the only way we're going to lose this election. So he's already ready for if he yeah. loses. Well, it was rigged. It was all I told you it was going to happen, and that's what happened. Yeah. But he started laying that groundwork back months and months oh, and yeah. months ago. He yeah. sl- it was a slow roll about how the election was rigged, and it was going to be. So I mean, that way, if he loses, that's going to be his platform. But that's every on. every candidate now. Last year was Russia. Russia rigged it, or last election, rather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's right. got Biden. somebody else to blame. Trump has been the slow roll out there trying to put that the narrative out there that the election is not it's rigged. But Listen, if he wins, it won't be rigged. You're in the White House. Get if if there's corruption, take care of it. Yeah. Take care of it in the in the years that you have while you're there. Or get one of these other people who have been in Congress or in Senate for twenty eight years and, you know, doing all the different stuff. They've been in politics their entire life and have done nothing. Yeah. But yeah. Also, I feel like the election the way it's set up and the way the voting goes, it's it's been rigged from the start. Like ever since, because we vote, and then it's the popular vote, and then the other people vote, and then you know what I mean, like the electoral right. college. Yeah, it's just I don't, well, I don't well, think it. In the election, I think or Hillary won the popular vote by over like three million people. Right. right. So and the majority Trump's of the someone. country did well, not choose Trump. Well, but that's because the Electoral College has to vote based on their state, which, you know, no, they no, do I know by population. Saying, yeah. By the majority of people, like, you know, a lot of Trump supporters will act like they are the majority when they really weren't back then, yeah. anyways, that day. So you have former First Lady Michelle Obama was uh, part of the Democratic National Convention. Well, the St. Louis couple who waved firearms at Black Lives Matter protesters <laughs> outside their yeah. home in June will appear virtually at ne- next week's Republican National Convention <laughs> to express their support for President Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. Listen, I know that sounds ridiculous, but so here you have those people, okay, who look like two douchebags. Let's, oh, yeah. let's be honest. They look like two douchebags. I mean, this guy's sitting outside with a machine gun. But... They they live in a gated neighborhood, and their gate was torn down so that these people can go to the mayor's house. So they tore the gate down, marched on on uh, their property on their way to the mayor's house, and then they did what was within their right to protect their home, and they got in trouble. Well, they didn't get in trouble, but they're, they did get ba- they got backlash from the media. No, they the, they were bringing charges against them. The uh, the prosecutor. In their county was bringing charges oh, against really? them, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and they did they did the least around. They violated the, uh, all the douchebag laws 
but they have done legally did nothing wrong. Now there's a whole group of people, uh, hundreds of people that destroyed a gate and went into a gated neighborhood to go and protest on the mayor's lawn, and those people are fine. But these people got in trouble, or they're so, attempting to get those people in trouble. So they're actually some good people to hear from, even though they are Mr. and Mrs. Douchebag. They are uh, they are both lawyers, Mark and Patricia McCloskey. Super uh, successful. And they were, uh, let's see, they uh, were each charged with one felony count of unlawful use of a weapon. Here's the thing. And is, I have both those guns. Is uh, the fact that they were pointing them at people, and he actually, she's standing right next to him with, with the, with the uh, rifle or whatever it is, the barrel pointed like right at her face. I mean, it's unbelievable how many times she goes near that, and then she's holding, the she's holding the handgun so uh, gingerly. It's hilarious. Yeah. I'm but not I, saying they're responsible gun no, owners. No, 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 no. Yeah. But I'm saying I think the fact that they came outside with the guns, if they would have been inside <laughs> and somebody came on their property and then I, – I, did they actually – They were on their property. They were on their property, okay. They were on their property, and then – and so was the couple. The couple stayed on their property, Yeah. and they were protecting their property. Look, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. If I felt scared – and I wanted to protect my family, the last thing I would do would be to go outside because that just attracts more attention. And right. and they weren't there for me. They were there for the mayor. So I would have just waited for the police, and I would have stayed inside and protected my home that way. Going outside, if you ask me, you ask for trouble. But they were within their rights, and they were operating within the law, and then they're the ones that got in trouble. Meanwhile, there's but- a whole slew of, of people who had no problem breaking a gate and damaging people's property and going in to storm the mayor's house in what th- what some people want to call a peaceful protest and that's uh that seems ridiculous to me so they, i think those are those are people that are going to the the rest of the nation who uh you know d- d- don't agree with biden they're going to look at that and go yeah that's what's happening and with both of them being lawyers, I doubt any of the charges will actually go through. You know Probably I mean? not, like, Carmen. That comes from a lot of uh, the charges in the first place stem from people just w- w- wanting to place pressure on them. Yeah, right. Uh, it says that Trump has been critical of their treatment and has spoken out in defense of the couple. So. Yeah, so uh, it's yeah. it's insane. But this is also this is also the one thing that divides. You know that that further divides this country. It's not just Trump. It's it's the people who are saying. Oh, those idiots! They're they're going to get in trouble. But meanwhile, no one is is saying anything about the hundreds of people that broke in and broke yeah. down the gate. Well, how come those people don't get in trouble? I think your peaceful peaceful protest as soon as there's damage to something becomes a riot. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but y'all, I've seen a bunch, and I'm sure you guys have seen it too, where the protesters are ripping people out of their cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. them up, yeah. Yeah, it was like, a British guy who got knocked out the other day. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I don't where like Mike said, where do we draw the line where, and you can even go back to, they're not allowing re- certain religions to congregate during the pandemic, but you can go outside and be a part of a 500,000 people protest with a mask on, and that's fine. I try to be... I try to be real objective about things. There are things that I, I, I don't know what it's like to be black. I could pretend that I do, and I could say that I feel like I, I have an understanding of I have no idea. So I try to sometimes go, oh, I don't know everything. But I watched a video the other day, and it was a group of uh, Black Lives Matter. I don't know. I assume that's what everybody gets labeled. But it was it was a bunch of people. And they, they went into, like, a hip part of town, and... They had it was at night, and they had bullhorns and speakers, and they were yelling at the residents that lived there, and they were saying this used to be a black yeah. neighborhood, and now 
you live here. And the guy's like, one of the guys was like, I grew up in this neighborhood. And she's like, no, leave. And the guy's like, what do you want me to do? And they're like, you should leave your houses now and give everything back. And I'm like, okay, well, that's <laughs> yeah. absurd. Yeah. I, and, and also, I'm trying to sleep. And you're outside my house with the bullhorns because this is not a peaceful protest. This is you disrupting my sleep because you feel like you have some sort of entitlement to this neighborhood. I don't I don't know. And, and let me tell you, that person may have had a family member at some point that lived there, but that person had no entitlement to the neighborhood, or else they'd have a deed with the property right. name on it. And I don't know what the case is or why it was taken away, but at that point, that person did not own that neighborhood, and the guy who lived there didn't do anything. So it's just ridiculous that we let that, and then we just look at it and we go, well, you know, they have a point. They don't, they don't have a point. They're disrupting a family while they're sleeping, and they didn't do anything. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are one step closer to moving on to the Eastern Conference playoffs thanks to their 2-1 to win over Columbus Blue Jackets on Monday afternoon. They now have a commanding 3-1 to lead in the first-round series and will have a chance to close it out on Wednesday afternoon tomorrow. Game 5 is tomorrow at noon. Yep. Uh, played great. Uh, the guys are really stepping up. Braden Point's playing great. Uh, Kucherov has been playing hard every game, even though he's not uh, hitting the goals. But we're seeing uh, players like Pallott step up and certainly Vasilevsky, and that is one of the best goalies that they're playing against that I've ever seen. That guy is unbelievable. Uh, good luck to them, and I, I bet you we close out tomorrow. They definitely want it for sure. I hope so, yeah. That'd be great. Uh, let me go grab some of these phone calls, Galvin. Let's go to Dave on line two. Dave, you're on the mic. Oh, Dave, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, Dave said uh, his comment was they were terrible gun owners. You can't point guns to people. Yes, I I said that. I actually right. use those words. They yeah. were terrible gun owners. They were never very responsible, but they didn't break the law. Uh, Steve, good morning, Steve. You're on the Mike Calta show. Hey guys, it's Cocaine Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're setting the bar pretty high. <laughs> What's up? What's up, CS? What's up, man? I just wanted to say, uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know. He said something, and it went... Cocaine, Steve, yep. Yeah, I'm going to hang up on you because I think you're a garbage person. Oh. And I'm probably what? right. I don't know. Oh I, I think he was he was trying to do, like, something Why would you assume funny? cocaine, Steve, is a garbage uh, person? Because, uh, because heroin Dave told me. Oh, okay. Uh, sticking with Tampa sports, Rob Gronkowski is quickly learning that the Florida weather is different than New England's. According to Bucks head coach Bruce Arians, Gronk is struggling a bit with conditioning and training camp because the Florida heat is kicking his ass. Uh, he said, quote, he's probably in New England shape right now. He's not in Florida shape. The heat's kicking his ass pretty good. He was laughing about it whenever he said it. He said, it's different, man. When you train in New England and you come down here, it's different. Uh, we laughed about it out there today. I don't think he's ever sweat that much in his life. Look at that picture on <laughs> yeah. TV. Did you yeah. see that yesterday? Look at that body. Yeah, that hey, looks look, like he's in Mike pretty Kelta good shape to me. The Mike Kelta show liked it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw that picture yesterday of him. Look at all this sweat just pouring yeah. off his face. Yeah. Uh, he'll be ready. He'll be fine. What do we think of the uh, man's ears that everyone's wearing? I don't, yeah, I don't understand what, it. Yeah, me either. Listen, if, are, you're, if you're in that shape, you wear that. No. Are, uh, no. Like, um, Still no. <laughs> they've got sensors in the chest, and it monitors... Uh, their body and their heart uh, rate. Oh, uh, okay. Like that. Yeah, that's why they're all wearing them. So, I mean, you could wear it under a shirt, but they're probably like, if I got to wear this, I'm just wearing this then because it's so goddamn hot. Well, yeah. the heat, yeah. I have, um, I've been watching the videos the Bucks put out. They see the one of Brady throwing the passes to, to Godwin. 
Yes. Oh, it's just fantastic. Yeah, I was reading one guy, and I forget who the guy was. I apologize. But he was saying, he goes, uh, one thing that I notice about Brady all the time is how fast the ball comes out of his hand, and he has not lost any of that. Like, it still just comes out of his hand so fast. Yep. Well, I hope hopefully we'll have a season to watch this year. <laughs> we'll see. Nope. Uh, up to 300 Pizza Hut restaurants will be closed. Most of them dine-in locations. Yeah, I'm sorry, Carmen. What? Not well-suited for carry-out and delivery at the time when millions of people are sheltering and eating at home. Uh, NPC International, Pizza Hut's largest franchisee, will also put its remaining 927 locations up for sale as the novel coronavirus pandemic continues to thwart in-person dining. So a lot of the... A lot of the restaurants didn't have, you uh, weren't suited well for carry out or delivery. It was mostly just dine in. So that's the big problem there. I got to tell you, out of all the fast food pizza chains, you know, Papa John's, Pizza Hut, Domino's, uh, Pizza Hut is by far my favorite. Uh, yeah. Deep dish. They have the best. Pizza's, pizza Hut's good, man. Yeah. yeah. They have a good They have a good cheese blend, whatever cheese they eat. You know what also they do? It's the, the buttery crust. Oh. Yes. Yeah, a little bit of the buttery crust. Oh. Killing me right now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go get pizza today. <laughs> Carmen. What? Meet the man of your dreams. Oh, I can't wait to see this. <laughs> me too. A St. Petersburg man is behind bars after police oh. say he assaulted his ex-roommate with a sack of potatoes. Oh, yeah. After, after breaking into her apartment. According to St. Petersburg police, Stephen Teal, who is 34, that's a good age for you, right? 34 uh, yeah. years old. There's a picture of him, not a bad-looking guy. Uh-huh. Entered the victim's apartment through a window on June 10th and proceeded to beat her with a potato sack, <laughs> leaving her with visible injuries. The arrest, the, the arrest affidavit did not uh, go into detail how Teal was apprehended. He was charged with burglary and is being held on zero bond. But, uh, Carmen, guy comes in with a sack potatoes that's your dream I, I mean as long as he's not beating me with them as long as he's feeding them to me hell yeah Listen, Let's go. <laughs> he comes in with a sack of potatoes makes you mashed potatoes makes you some uh, home fries french fries. french fries all that stuff and then he uses the sack when you're out on the park bench oh, wow. i mean <laughs> come got, on man he's Let's got go. resources yeah, there you go there's your dream guy he's, he's right there in st pete go bailing crazy. out <laughs> Uh, And then we move to the Pap-Pap story. A northern Michigan man was sentenced to one year in prison after threatening to shoot children running across his yard and then injuring a police officer while resisting arrest. Stephen Mueller, 59 years old, was also sentenced to two years of probation after he pleaded no contest to felonious assault. Mueller called uh, the dispatch in November and told the dispatcher that the children were running through his yard and he would shoot anyone who came to his house. Oh, boy. When the uh, sheriff's office uh, deputies arrived on scene, they found Mueller outside armed with a fifty caliber rifle and a crossbow. He was taken into custody. We have a picture of the gentleman up on boat. No, that's not him. That's Pap-Pap. That's not the... That's that not guy the, has a crossbow, though. I'll tell you that. That's yeah. not the right picture. That is. Well, they're very similar. Yeah, it looks like a young Ted Kaczynski, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't... I never have that feeling, like, that Joe has. Uh, you know, I, I live in a gated community, and not too long ago, a car pulled up and parked directly in front of my house. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not expecting anybody. And I look outside, and these guys got out, and they walked in between the two houses, and they went in my backyard, and they walked down to the lake, and they started fishing. Oh. And I oh. called security, and I said, 
No, I didn't. I don't care. I was just using the pond to go fishing, so I was like, ah, yeah. good for them. I did stick my head out and go, hey, guys, and they were like, hey. And I go, just a heads up, there's a giant alligator that lives in that lake. Just be careful. And they were like, oh, okay, thanks for the heads up. That was it. Like, why do people get so wor- nervous when people walk on their on their block, Joe? Because that's what it is now. And you get it to a certain age. You're not at that age yet. Joe's at that age. <laughs> I mean, you got to chase people off with a rake sometimes, man. <laughs> or go on the other side of the street. There's two sidewalks. Use the one on the other side. What? <laughs> you either get that or you get my dad who lives at the end of the road where the bay is and if you go down there, oh, you're talking for a couple hours. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're not leaving. No, he is <laughs> talking to you for a long time. Oh, if you came down my road, you might as well have some conversation. That's right. Yeah, no. I'm more that guy. I think. I think I jumped straight ahead to your dad. It's so funny because my dad will go. Uh, I met an old fan of yours, and I go, "Oh, really?" I go, "How did that come about?" He goes, "Oh, well, a guy came down to his fishing. I started talking to him. Told him you used to work at Ninety Nine Rock, and blah." And I go, "Well, you told him. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. not a thing." Yeah, they go, "Oh, I think I remember that." Right, go, oh, yeah. huge fan of yours. Yeah. yeah, that's a very parent thing to say. Oh, listen, my grandma. Anytime they're down here because they're snowbirds. Anytime we go out to eat, every server that waits on us. Do you know my granddaughter? She's on a very popular radio show. I'm like, Grandma, please don't do this right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to. My dad used to be like, we'd. Walk in and be like, do you know who this is? Yeah. Like, dad, I'm, like I'm right here. That's so awkward. That is very weird. <laughs> because most of the time, the guy's going to go, no. I have no idea. Yeah. A uh, woman robbed a Home Depot in Trustville, Alabama, and she did it gone in sex- 60 second style. Oh, uh, the woman backed Hot. her 2000 Pontiac Sunfire through the front doors of the Home Depot. Then she drove in reverse through the store, did a three-point turn, knocked over a shelf, and drove down the aisle. Then she stopped her car in the aisle, hopped out, stole a bunch of stuff, got back in her car, and drove out the same way she came in. That's pretty awesome. Luckily for us, it was all caught on camera. We have it up on uh, Bone TV. Take a look at this, and these people screaming, going crazy. Here we go. Check it out. (laughs) She's in the middle of the Home Depot. That's awesome. She, uh, that's just a little bit of the audio, but she backed in. Keep it playing, Joe, because she jumps out of the car. She backed in, turned around, knocked one of the, uh, like, uh, display things over, and then watch her. She jumps out of her car, grabs a bunch of stuff, throws it in her car, jumps back in, and drives out. I mean, I don't think we're giving this lady enough credit because she's just created a whole new way to shop at the Home Depot. Because yeah. if it's big enough to fit that car, could you imagine you don't even have to get out of your car? Do you just drive to the Home Depot? I, and put I gotta in be there? honest. I I don't think we're giving Home Depot enough credit. Look at the space between those aisles. Right? That's fantastic. Oh, you know oh, yeah. they they need to be able to stock the stuff, and some of the stuff is heavy, so they need to be able to fit big forklifts and stuff through. And they got big wood. Things, and that's know? one of those, that, yeah, big wood things. <laughs> All right. And that's one of those little Pontiac Sunfire. You know, yeah. those are little. That lady's like, totally... they'll never expect this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what did she need so bad from Home Depot? It's just some nails for her big wood things. Why don't you take your license plate off, though, if you're going to do know. this? Or unless the, she might have a face right. plate on there, Joe. She may not be thinking clearly, Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that might be a possibility of it. Totally. The, la- the last a- time I... The last time I was at Home Depot, I was my dad, and we encountered his first transgendered woman, I oh. guess. It was man to woman, and you should have seen my dad's face. He held it together very well, but the second we stepped outside the store, he was like, was that? And I was like, yep. And he was like, all right, then. Right. Go and Florida. Like, Garmin, <laughs> that is my dream. Oh. Nope. How nope. do I go about to do that? Nope. He's I in want ages. to be. He's what? 
He's into Asians. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's. You know, he's made some comments. And Doesn't run in the family. Yeah, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you ever say what you, to him about Asians? What you said to no. uh, Tim Clark? Let's not say this again, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's play a little hot or not. There is a 48 year old woman named Heather Smith. She's from uh, Tierra Verde, uh, Florida. And on uh, Saturday, she was on a boat with her 47-year-old husband. They got into a little bit of an argument. When he went below deck to go to sleep, Heather wasn't done fighting. So she opened the boat's port hatch, which was directly above the bed, and peed on her husband. (laughs) When he went up to confront her, she bit him on his stomach. (laughs) She was arrested for domestic battery. She is 48 years old, lives on a boat, biting and peeing. Couple of things. Not. Couple of things. Right. One, I would like to say, Heather, if you're listening to this show, please call me when you get out. You sound like my type of woman. <laughs> uh, if she's on a boat that's big enough to have a bedroom and it's coming out of Tierra Verde, I'm going to say she has to be hot. Okay. Spanish. Uh, I also am going to say she's hot. Carmen, trophy wife. Oh, boat life. How old is she? Forty-eight. She's um, she's she's a rough forty-eight. I'm going to say. She may have been hot when she was younger. Yeah, but I bet you she still looks pretty good. Uh, Gia, nope. what do you think? Had she, pooped, had she pooped on her husband, I would say no. <laughs> oh, that turns, yeah, that's different. I think she's your typical super crazy but super hot. Yeah. Uh, Joe, go ahead and show the picture. Oh! Way off. No, no, no. I yep. take that back. Oof. Heather, do not call me. She <laughs> looks uh, like a mix between Tommy Lee Jones and Dr. Zayas. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I can say this because I won't get in trouble because she's white, but she looks just like Dr. Zayas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. It's the Don't go to the forbid- forbidden zone. <laughs> she's got turtle she's got, face. She's got tiny yes. face. Yeah, tiny lip yeah. face. Yeah, it's like eyes. somebody did an app on her and it makes the face small. <laughs> eyes are too close together. Can't you have a <laughs> normal head, but your face is very small. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and I may be wrong. Maybe I'm a little bit biased, but... We're the same age. I think I look better than she does. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Thank you, great. Spanish. Thank you. You're welcome. Maybe. <laughs> My eyes oh. do. Oh, My man. eyes are better. <laughs> Making Carmen blow out her microphone oh, no. again. So everything uh, else is blown out. <laughs> we have uh, <laughs> two stories. Different guys who proved on Saturday they're basically at the opposite ends of husband or boyfriend material. Okay. Uh, the first one comes from uh, Wales. Uh, well, New South Wales, Australia. A couple was out surfing on Saturday morning when the husband saw a great white shark had bitten his wife's leg oh. and wouldn't let go. Perfect. So the husband jumped off his surfboard, swam over, and started punching the shark to let it uh, let her leg go. He and was punching a great white? Great white. It oh. let the wife uh. go. His wife was rushed to the hospital with severe cuts to her leg. But Would you hu- ever go in the water if you lived in Australia? No, not no, really. Never. Days, yeah. I would never go outside if I lived in Australia. <laughs> Have you seen the spiders that like show yeah. up on oh, people's curtains ass. and stuff? They're like the size of someone's head. Uh, but her husband's heroics saved her from uh, you know being much worse and losing her leg and stuff. So he went in there and jumped on the shark. Now our second story comes from Rhode Island. Real quick, just yeah. think about that. I mean, part of me is like, wow, that was your out, man. You could blame <laughs> yeah. it on the shark, oh, but then. I- 
But then if he likes his wife, he's got that forever. Uh, can you make dinner? Oh, I, I can't. I was busy saving your life by punching a shark. Right. Yeah. yeah. I get yeah. hungry after punching sharks. So right. Can you make dinner? Uh, our second story comes from Rhode Island. A 39-year-old guy named Joseph Bouchard was driving drunk on his motorcycle on Saturday night with his girlfriend on the back. He crashed into a fire hydrant. Then he fled the scene on his motorcycle but left his girlfriend behind <laughs> and injured. Uh, she was taken to the hospital. Cops eventually tracked down Joseph, and he uh, had to go to the hospital as well. He's now facing several charges, including a pair of felonies. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if he had more to protect, then he had to get out of there. Yeah, but, I mean, how hard is it for him just to just jump on the back? Let's go. Yeah, maybe he wasn't that cool with her. Maybe he was like, yeah, she's not as cool as everybody thinks she is. Uh, so we have our friend that won the uh, scratch off the million dollars. Well, a 28-year-old guy is now $2 million richer after buying a scratch off ticket at a St. Pete Winn-Dixie. Luca Vitikovic. Vitikovich uh, of St. Petersburg. My hit, name is Luca. His hit the jackpot, winning two million dollars. Uh, he chose to receive his winnings in a one-time lump sum payment of one thousand four hundred and seventy-five or one million four hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Uh, he won the money, uh, the two hundred thousand or the two million dollar cash word scratch off game. That's that Scrabble one that we played. Yep. Uh, which he bought at the Winn Dixie on Sixty Second Avenue, right here in St. Pete. The store gets a four thousand dollar bonus commission for selling the ticket. He uh, bought the ten dollar scratch off game, which was launched in uh, two thousand seventeen. Got himself two million dollars. Nice. Good for him. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think Luca was. You know, poor, you know, living in the in the riches. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. They didn't uh, say a 28-year-old guy. A uh, 28-year-old guy. Uh, he's got a foreign name. He's shopping at Winn-Dixie. Yeah. He's not rich. You know, <laughs> now he is. Yeah. Good for you, Luca. Not too shabby. Uh, do you see the feds, what they recommended for uh, Lori Laughlin? I have that coming up, yeah. Oh, good. Okay. I do have that. So, By the way, uh, do you know, I don't know whether uh, our friend who won told you, but Slater is talking about it. You have to uh, put your winning lottery ticket in like a drop box now. Really? Because there's not enough staff there uh, doing uh, stuff. Uh, Could you, would you, I would sleep there. Like yeah. I, I would wait for somebody. There's no, I'd be so nervous dropping that into a drop box. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously you sign it and you do all that stuff, but still, uh, no, we never found it. We don't nope. know what you're talking uh, about. I would yeah. go there. I would take a helicopter there with uh, a lawyer and an accountant. Yeah. Me, Rob DeMarco and Dominic Ferriello in a helicopter together going to pick them Ooh, up. Helicopter. And know. you filmed the whole thing. Sure. Like, it's part of my NBC show. Mike Delta have, gives away his money. And I have the metal suitcase with the uh, handcuff to my wrist. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Pete in the back with two machine guns. Oh, yeah. I, I actually get... hired that lawyer a couple <laughs> yep, of following yep. around. <laughs> uh, that, was, that would be my thing. If I ever won like a ridiculous amount, like when, when it gets up like, to like, you know, $400 million or mm-hmm. whatever, is that I would, uh, I would take a helicopter there and I would immediately start filming Carmen because I would have, it would be the beginning of my reality show, Mike Gives Away His Money. <laughs> It'd be fun. Uh, this is pretty crazy. Death Valley, California mm. hit the hottest temperature ever reliably recorded, is what they said. What do you think it was on Sunday? Death Valley, California was up to what? 116 degrees. 116. Oh. 
Any other guesses? I'll go high. I'll go 120. 120. Running over I'd mailbox. 125. 125. Yep. 110. 110. Carmen, what do you think? 107. None of you hit it because oh. it is higher than what all of you said. 135. Death Valley, California hit 130 degrees oh, on Sunday. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no way. How is that possible? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what they should do? They should give it a name that describes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know going in. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you moved into Death Valley. Get yeah. out of there. <laughs> uh, colleges are saying we have to do better after students came back to school and have been packing together for parties. Have you seen this on social media? Yeah. There's so many parties, so many kids all together. That includes the University of North Carolina, which had to go fully online after 13.6 of its 954 students tested positive for COVID-19. Jesus. Yeah. And my niece just went back to FSU, even though they're not opening. They're not. They're still doing online classes, right? But she's got a full apartment there and all that, so she went back. Uh, my sister is here. My sister's got her apartment too, but she's still doing all her law school online, so she's here. Yeah, that's so weird. It is. Very I don't know. Weird. I mean, and next week my kids start start school. I think. I don't know. They're not going anywhere. Did you see I what they're doing Monday. in Michigan? In Michigan, what? That they're making all the kids have that app that tracks all their movements and stuff. And if you don't have the app, you are like alleging or uh, volunteering to not be enrolled in the school any longer. Ooh. Yeah. Making rules. <laughs> that's, yep. that's hard. Well, this may help. A YouTuber has invented a new gun that shoots masks <laughs> yeah. onto people's faces. <laughs> have you seen this? It's pretty great. Uh, we have it up on Bone TV. Take a look at this. This is a YouTuber who made a <laughs> mask gun. Here we go. Mask gun, point blank, three, two, one. <laughs> That's not real. It is real. Yeah. How's it staying around? What? It has a. Uh... Oh, wait. Yeah. Yes! It works! It's like the it's like the non-lethal weapon where they can shoot out and it has the weights and it wraps around, so it's probably not very comfortable because it's probably whacking you in the side of the head and stuff. But <laughs> you go into a, a rally to shoot things in people's faces. Yeah, he said, "Let's go try it on humans," because he tested it on like a, a big, like fake uh, mannequin cat head, yeah. and then he goes, "Okay, human trials," and then did it on himself, and then he had people shoot it at him because I don't think he, you know, wanted to shoot it at other people. But it, wor- I mean, it works. It's yeah. you know it'd be great if there was some Karen that was yelling and saying I can't wear a mask and shoot her right in the face. Yeah, you know who used to use this technology? Who's that? Uh, Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, this woman this woman just shot him in the neck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of Spider Man, I've seen a bunch of people who have like reconfigured uh, like hand sanitizer spray yeah. stuff that they've put it where they can press do the palms and it sprays out hand uh, sanitizer. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Okay, so what is that guy shooting? Are those they look like shotgun shells. They look like it was a, a hollow tube, and then he put screws in there. With the t- the ends of the f- uh, mask to wrap around the face. Mm. No, it's not scr- screws. It's uh, <laughs> look at them; they're bolts. 
Yeah. yeah. Bolts. yeah. They're fishing weights and bolts. I guess when they shoot out, the bolt is attached. So that's insane. So you've, have you ever seen that non-lethal weapon that they have that has the like cord, oh, like yeah. the metal cord, and it wraps around? Those, those are pretty awesome. Yeah, you shoot yeah. at their legs and they'll stop somebody from running away. Right, yeah. Nope, nope, or you shoot awesome. around their arms and that way they can't do anything. Nope. Yeah, uh, Jam Master Jay, the DJ for the pioneering rap group Run DMC, was killed in his studio in Queens nearly 20 years ago. But on Monday, city and federal authorities announced they have charged two men who had long been suspects in the case. The authorities blame the fatal shooting on a uh, cocaine deal gone wrong. Two men, Ronald Washington and Carl Jordan Jr., were charged with the murder while engaged in drug trafficking in a 10-count indictment unsealed on Monday in the U.S. District Court in Brooklyn. Mr. Jordan pleaded not guilty at his arraignment Monday afternoon. Mr. Washington has uh, expected is expected to be arraigned later in the week. Both men face minimum sentences of 20 years in prison if convicted. I just there- wonder how hard that's going to be after 20 years to get a conviction on um, I, was gonna, yeah. I was going to say, is there no statute of limitation for murder? Murder? No. 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 I wonder how hard it's going to be to get the conviction, and I wonder because what evidence is still available. And But really, props to the uh, police for not just letting it go. Right, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. been 20 years. Is that crazy that it's been 20 years? Think about that, because I remember yeah. hearing it and being like, oh, that's sad, Jam Master J. And, and you also- somehow 50 Cent is involved in that? Really? Yeah, there was something with he was in he was he was recording in that. I think Jam Master J is one of the people that discovered him, or was he was recording in the studio with him, or something at the time that he was killed. I don't know. Not that he was involved in the murder, just uh, just uh, yeah. that they had an association at the time. He did. right. But also, the o- I feel like the only reason why they like are still investigating this is because he was such a high profile person at the time. No, if not necessarily. Just- there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of cases that go cold, and then somebody new comes in, and they kind of get a hold of it, or something involved with another case leads them to that case. I, I mean, Carmen, yeah, there's plenty of cases that just go by the wayside. And they're like, no, right. there's nothing we can do. We can't figure anything out. But there's a lot of times you'll see uh, detectives that are like that that case, that one case, and I couldn't solve it. And they retire and they give it to somebody else. And they're like, please try and figure this out. Yeah. You know, get yeah. fresh eyes on it and stuff. It's pretty interesting. But, yeah, so we'll see 20 years after Jam Master Jay if these guys go uh, get convicted for it. Uh, Mike uh, said about this earlier, prosecutors have recommended sentencing Lori Laughlin to two months in prison plus a fine and community service for her part in the college admissions scandal. Uh, They want her husband to do five months. They'll both be sentenced this Friday. I, uh, I don't know why they didn't just take the deal then. What was the deal that they had uh, initially? They could have offered? avoided jail time, and just paid, paid the fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. now they're now they're going to have to pay a fine and go to jail. And five months, two months is nothing, but five months is, is, a, is a long time. Yeah, but and, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and uh, you know, they, they'll probably get her in and get her out early. She will probably be out in a month. Uh, I was going to say, why would they even risk putting them in jail? Because they're releasing people that are nonviolent criminals right now because of COVID. So why would you even, well, yeah. why is they, this even a thing? They haven't been sentenced, so we don't know whether they're even getting jail time. They may wind up going, listen, we're just going to, you know, have you. House arrest. Yeah, house arrest and community service and pay the fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that this is. I don't know. I think they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to give her some sort of jail time just because they fought so hard and so long. 
I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. She, they've asked her, why don't you just cop a deal like the last one did? And she said, because we, and we didn't think we were doing anything wrong. We were, we hired this guy that worked, you know, and did this. And he came forward and told us if we did this and this and didn't, and that we weren't doing anything wrong. We just didn't know it was on him, not on us. And and she fought that, but the whole world is just assuming that they just paid to get their kid in school. So might as well just take the lumps, pay the fine, and get it over with. We right. wouldn't even be talking about them anymore. Yeah, and if they would have said that, if they would have said, "We didn't know. We thought that's how it worked." And yeah, of course we were given money to build a library or something. But yeah, it turned out that was the wrong thing to do. So we'll take the fine. Yeah, that's the thing, man. If you if you think about it, uh, all the years, all the all the rich people that have built uh, buildings so that their kids can get into school and just sponsor gyms and stuff. Yeah, these and aren't the first two to ever do right, it. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And and I and I think that as a parent, most of us, if you told me, hey, my son's going to go to school and he's going to play hockey for this school, if I paid fifty grand or whatever it was, but um, some kid's going to lose his scholarship, I might have to go, hey, we can't do that. That's, right. that's kind of wrong. But if they're like, yeah, no, we just list him as being on the polo team, and then the kid goes and he plays, I'd be like, yeah, all right, get him into a good school. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, everybody's going to do that for their own kid. Sure. I actually think Lori Laughlin's a good parent. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres is starting to clean house at her show in the wake of those allegations of it being a toxic workplace. Ellen had three top executive producers are parting ways while three others will remain. And now the show's DJ, DJ Twitch, who uh, came out and said some stuff about Ellen, is actually being promoted to co-executive producer. Awesome. The DJ. The DJ is. Mm. Is now co-executive producer. Of the Ellen DeGeneres show. Good luck, Ellen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know who DJ is. I thought she had a like a popular DJ on the show. Uh, I don't. I think that's the guy who's been on there. Yeah. What does What does he say about her? Do you know? There was something that he said. Like he didn't go in hard on her or anything like that. But he said I could see some. Of, there's some problems with the work environment and stuff. But he wasn't like Ellen's the worst or blah blah blah. But he yeah, said you know I, there needed to be some changes made. I, I just want to say that I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know anybody that loves their work so much it doesn't say that there's some problems there. That doesn't see anything that they would like to change personally. Yeah. And big time. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I don't know anybody that's as successful as Ellen that doesn't have a bunch of people that hate her. Oh, yeah. It, it, a lot of it is jealousy, and a lot of it is, well, I would have done things this way. Well, it's not your show. It's her show, and that's why she's famous and you're not. And sometimes you have to step on a couple of people, and sometimes you have to make decisions that people don't like. It's what happens when you become ultra famous i'm sure the same thing is to be said for letterman and howard stern and uh, anybody who's achieved that that level of greatness so uh, i don't know why she's she's making such a big deal about it i wouldn't be firing anybody but boy i tell you that dj twitch carmen did you get a load of him no i did not yeah, he's, in some, he's in some good shape he oh, was really? in i guess magic mike Oh, oh, twitch wow. it up. Yeah. Yeah. Give him a sack of potatoes to beat Carmen. Yeah. <laughs> Get it going. <laughs> uh, future president running on the birthday party ticket, Kanye West, has uh, come up with an idea for a new app like TikTok, but more kid-friendly, and he wants to call it Jesus Talk. Oh, boy. Yeah. He says yeah. that as a Christian father, he's uh, disturbed by some of the content on TikTok, but he loves technology. 
I can see why he would be disturbed about the contents on TikTok. But, yeah. Uh, Jesus talk, I don't think is – maybe it will. I don't know. I, 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 we are watching Kanye West crumble like we did Britney Spears. Yeah. He is just short of sh- of shaving his head. I mean, he is he is mentally breaking down in front of the world. And I the mean, worst yeah. part is his family is saying it, and they're trying to help him. It's not like it's going ignored. Well, yeah, because he has been diagnosed with bipolar um, disorder. I don't, well, I don't because there's he's been diagnosed with a lot of things, so it could be like bi- bipolar depression. You know what I mean? There's a list of things that he's been diagnosed with, and it's we're seeing him unravel because he's not taking his medication according to his family, hmm. and it's just really sad to watch someone like you know. Because that because it's all in the media because he is famous. So at the end of the day, like all these things are going to be used against him later on in his life. And that's even- a big problem, I think, is a lot of times when people are famous, people don't think, oh, that person is having mental problems. Like you know what I mean? Sickness. L- yeah. yeah. Like you see a guy on the street who's homeless, and you go, he's having mental problems. You see somebody who's super rich and famous, and you go, that guy's so weird. Like he does yeah. such weird yeah. stuff. Meanwhile, it's because he has mental problems. And you're watching right. it, and yeah. you knew him before, and now uh, it's sad because he's he's mentally breaking down, and he's probably if so many people are financially dependent on him. Oh yeah, that they're just kissing his ass and letting Keep him, him do whatever. Up, yeah, yeah, Jesus, Jesus juice, that's good. Whatever, Jesus, Jesus talk, talk. Talk. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. Go get him. Get him uh, Carmen, you were talking about your boyfriend earlier, Drake. Drake was denied <laughs> a trademark for the title of his new album, Certified Lover Boy, because yeah. the trademark office thought it would infringe on the trademark trademark of the lover of the band Lover Boy. Uh, so he would need their permission to do it. Uh, Loverboy, also Canadian. So maybe they'll get in oh. there and help him out, right? And Loverboy Canadian, I believe so. And, and also it might help their sales. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, if he, totally. If, they get, if he gets the trademark and he uses it and people are looking it up, guess what's going to be the thing right after that? Yeah. Them. yeah. So. Most of the kids that are looking for Drake songs are going to be like, what? Working for the weekend. Now this is a jam. <laughs> I know, right? What if he put that, like if he did a uh, remix and put that on his album? He's like, listen, if you let me use the name, I'll take working for the weekend and do like a remix of it. And then you guys will get a ton of money off that as well. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. Drake is one of the first things I don't understand. You I shut don't. Your mouth. Not karma. I'm not, I'm not saying. I don't think he. I mean, I'll tell you when I think a guy is good looking. I don't think he's particularly good looking. I mean, he is now because I've seen him so much. I'm so used to it. So I look at it and I go, okay, yeah, he's good looking. And go follow his Instagram. He's been doing sit ups. He's been in the gym. He's yeah, got abs. You know, got- that, there's a thousand other rappers and performers that are in better shape than he is. Not like and, him. And his, <laughs> but I don't get his his raps. I don't get his flow. I don't get anything about like it's just it's so That's- corny and weird to me. And yet I, I'm not denying it's success. Just saying to me, maybe it's just because I just got too old for well, that. It's the also, money. It's the money, man. Nah, I, I agree. Know. I agree. He looks like he would be running like a Habibi Mart or something. He was a rapper. <laughs> but also, but right. also, like his raps do cater more. Like if you listen to a lot of his old, like his first albums, a lot of his raps cater to women. So women are particularly really drawn to him. Listen, I even like some of his some of his songs, but his just his rap style is so weird. I'm like. <laughs> That's that's what he does. No, he that, doesn't. Oh, do it. What does he do? You do it. I 
I, he does. No. He definitely does. He used to you be good back mouth, in the Disney. day when shut he had your a, mouth. <laughs> he had a good writer, but then like he kind of sold them out. So I don't even. I, I'm not even saying the the lyrics because some of my favorite rappers have the worst lyrics ever. It's just. It's just his cadence and the way he sounds it's in amazing. his song. It's not, but that's the thing. I don't find it amazing, and I can't believe. Like usually, when something is so amazing and so popular, I can go, "Yeah, I, I see it. I don't like it, but I see. It. I don't see it. I don't even understand where it's coming from." There's only two famous people I've ever diddled myself to. Me and, it's, and Drake. It's Justin Bieber and Drake. Uh, the Biebs, though. The Biebs. Both Canadians. Dizzy's right. next. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> give me some of that Canadian. Are you syrup. Canadian? Yeah, I'm Canadian born. Yeah, Canadian oh, born. Get, get out of the oh, studio. Trader. Yeah. 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 USA. USA. Wait a second. So, so, uh, Carmen, did you ever think about in a fantasy of Drake and Justin Bieber, like they were Hell driving, yeah. they were driving in a car together, and it broke down in front of your house, and they were like. I bet this blonde could stop with her tacos to help us with the car. And it was then, more like, you know, yeah, I got it was more. I was going to say, it was more like we were in Paris and we looked at the Eiffel Tower because we were in the hotel room and we were like, hey, we should, you know, try that. So we did. Try the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> yeah. You and you and Drake and the Beebs? Yeah. Oh. Wait, I don't know who, yeah, which you one. Got is- that yummy, yummy, yummy. I would have played Drake, but I can't play any of his songs. Nope. So I was like, yeah, eh, probably oh, not. I'll do the Drake part for you. All right. <laughs> By the way, Drake, who has like so many hit songs and stuff, uh, is not worth as much as I thought he would be. Like, he's not hurting for money or anything, but they have him estimated between 150 to $180 million. I would think he would be higher than that. I, I had him at about $100 million. Yeah? Yeah, I mean... It's relatively he takes care new. of a lot of people. He walks around handing people stacks of, of yeah. money. He That's puts a hundred dollar bill. He puts sixty twenties. Then he puts another hundred dollar bill. And he walks up to somebody and goes, "This is for you." I'll take it. Yeah, um, uh, Carmen. I'm not. I'm not saying he's not good. I just don't. I just don't get it. It's not for me. It may be me. That's I'm too old. Although I love me some Cardi B. That's fine. Listen, you don't have to get it. I'll take Drake all day. These <laughs> so. bloody shoes. <laughs> oh, that WAP song? Uh, any of her stop. songs. I can't stop listening to it. <laughs> any of her songs. She is like, she is, if any girl from my old neighborhood hit the lotto. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to live here. I'm just uh, going to get some nice shoes. Uh, yeah. Speaking of great songs. Thank you for being a friend. The uh, house that was used for the exterior shots of Golden Girls has sold for four million dollars which is uh, actually one million over the asking price but estelle getty's bones are still in the house yes (laughs) she haunts you Mm. uh the house is located in los angeles no word on who bought it they said it wasn't anybody famous though i don't know i I I heard it was betty white Mm. Mm, she thinks the other girls are still in there (laughs) (laughs) she's just out in the pool where's blanche um, I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't even recognize the house. I don't think when I went to LA, when you go on the universal lot in LA, they show you that house and they go, this is the golden girls house this is what they use for the exterior shots. And you're like, no, you're not. they just sold. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Where is that? That is in LA. Oh yeah. I thought it was, I thought they were living in Miami. They were. 
TV magic. TV magic. Different trees. Uh, Spanish, maybe you'll be able to tell me. Is it Aviation American Gym or Aviation? It's a Aviation, and it's right next to Tejas de Brazil. (laughs) Uh, Co-owned by Deadpool (laughs) actor Ryan Reynolds. Just sold for $610 million to a uh, British beverage company. Reynolds acquired his stake uh, back in 2018 and has overseen the company's creative direction. As part of the deal, he'll actually retain uh, some ownership in the uh, in the gin company. I this, is what happened. this is what happened with Turtle. Yeah, yep. I, his gin is really not that impressive. I've tried it, and it's... No, uh, it's not impressive. The only reason why it sold for $600 million or whatever is because... Uh, Ryan Reynolds is attached to it. Right. right. And no, nobody's going to go drink it because Fred owns it. They're going to drink it because <laughs> Ryan Reynolds owns it. Yeah. I because the uh, Conor, McGregor, Conor McGregor uh, whiskey, I've heard great things and horrible things about that, yep. but he is making a ton of money off of it. Because and he also is good. the complete face of that whiskey. Right, yeah. And and he's that's something that he, like you look at an Irish guy making Irish whiskey and you go, okay, if you look at Deadpool making gin, you're like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't get it, whatever. Plus he'll assault you at the bar if you don't drink his, no. his whiskey. <laughs> Even Sammy do. Hagar doing tequila and rum makes sense. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like uh, like Snoop Dogg with his strains of of weed. weed. That makes sense. Cheech and Chong. Yeah, Cheech and Chong. Yeah, Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Now you know. You know, uh, Wolverine's got to come out with a line or something. <laughs> Claws. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, nail clippers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, in news, some really bad news. Oh, really what? bad news. Oh. Paramount Pictures is remaking. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, oh, I saw this. How dare well, you? I didn't see the first one, so. Oh, first one is so good. Listen, and I'm not even saying who's in it is bad. I'm saying don't remake it. Don't so remake it's it. So Steve, it's Steve Martin Steve and Martin John, and John Candy. Candy. It's yeah. a John Hughes classic. John Hughes is great. 1997 Road Trip. If you want to watch it, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one of the greatest movies. Now it is instead of John Candy and uh, uh, Steve Martin, it's going to be Will Smith. And Kevin Hart. Oh, they're gonna ruin it. Yeah, they're gonna yes. over. They're gonna overact. Oh because, yeah, because yeah. Kevin Hart, all, like in the beginning, he was funny before he get, like blew up. But One ever trick since pony. He, yeah. Ever since he blew up, now he overacts and tries to be like yeah. everything guy, he says. Yeah. He like waits for a laugh, and you're like, that wasn't funny. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't. Let mean. me tell you. Let me tell you, you don't have any money for a hotel room? Let me tell you. Uh, what, what can we do? We can sell my ring, sell this watch. Let me tell you, this is what we're going to do. No, not going to work. So who's going to be who? I don't know that. Kevin Hart I, has got to be John Candy. I would yeah. think. Yeah. I think John so. John Candy was fat, and that's what the whole thing they played on with your emotions tugging on your heartstrings. So. Well, he was homeless. So his luck, wife died. Short? I mean, yeah. spoiler alert, Geo. Oh, Sorry. Geez, man. I've never seen it. Yeah. Well, no. 87. You have had plenty yeah. of time. <laughs> it was before really such my... a good movie. Is it in HD? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Man. no. Yeah, they converted it. It's not in HD. <laughs> they converted it. Mm. That's right. That scene Joe shows the best. Yeah. It's like, you're going the wrong way. He's like, how the hell are they where we're going? Oh. (laughs) So good. So good. And when he becomes the devil. Yeah. (laughs) But John Candy, John Candy is one of those guys that can make you laugh one second, and then the next second you feel so bad for him. 100%. He is so good at that. It is unbelievable. I heard a thing on the radio the other day where it was Steve Martin's birthday, so they were playing some old Steve Martin bits. Uh Uh-huh. And he comes out, and he's like, 
<laughs> you, you know, uh, people ask me, is Steve Martin my real name, or did I change it for show business? It's not my real name. And he's like, my sister's name is boop dip doop And I have a brother named And people are losing their minds. Yeah. And I go, this is the dumb. Steve Martin is never funny to me. <laughs> it, Good actor. But it also just doesn't stand out. It, like, that was goofy back then funny for somebody to do i uh there was when's a- the last time you saw steve martin do a, com- a comedy thing that was funny uh him and uh, martin short did the thing on netflix and that was actually pretty good yeah martin short's hilarious oh martin short's oh, so funny yeah, right i think you could be funny with martin short well i think you're funnier than steve martin <laughs> oh well thank you yeah, I, I just don't i don't think steve martin's funny i don't get it you I, know I don't- you know what's so funny is they have uh, uh, clips of uh, comedy thing on this service that we have, and I listened to it because I was like, oh, I'll listen. George Carlin, who everybody agrees is one of the greatest comedians ever, right? Like George Carlin, Richard Pryor, they're up there on the Mar- Mount Rushmore of stand-up comedians. And I went, all right, let me listen to this. See if it, see if it holds up. You want to listen to it for a second? Yeah, but I'll tell you, I know it doesn't. Yeah, listen, this is I, ne- I never, I enjoy Carlin as a... As a speaker, not as a comedian. Listen to this, though. I feel like I'm beyond the nice day now. Of course, people still want me to have one. Everybody wants me to have a nice day. Have a nice day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you give me my change, please? That's the trouble with have a nice day. It puts all the pressure on you. Now you've got to go out and somehow manage to have a good time. All because of some loose-lipped cashier. Have a nice day. Maybe I don't feel like having a nice day. Maybe, just maybe, I've had 63 nice days in a row. By God, I'm ready for a crappy day. Let someone... well, he, I, he would get buzzed off uh, America's Got we, Talent. If we brought a guy in the studio and that guy said, I'm a comedian, and we said, okay, show us some of your stuff, we'd laugh that guy out of the room. Yeah. yeah. Or not laugh him out of the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. And, and I've watched George Carlin's specials since I was a kid. Yeah. And I always thought he was uh, a genius, and I always thought that he had such a way. I didn't laugh. I enjoyed what he said. And I liked watching him, but I never, I never thought he was particularly funny. Oh, I'm telling you, we used to listen to Carlin at Car- Carnegie, Carnegie, yeah, and oh, we used to like imitate it and re- recite it back. And I remember him talking about you put something in the refrigerator and then it's gone like two days later, and you're like, he he would do the whole thing and he would something eat something else, yeah. you know, and do that. And we used to do that and think that was the funniest thing in the world. Now I hear it and I go, all right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's weird. Uh, because I could still watch Eddie Murphy's raw and delirious and laugh my ass off. Uh, but back to the remake of uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I saw uh, TM Powell actually tweeted about this, and he goes, "How are they going to be able to do this? Because think about it. You have so many ways to be able to get money now and be able to do things, and you have cell phones and everything. Yeah. Because that was the whole thing was." you know, stranded and didn't have the money and trying to get back to Chicago and, you know, the whole thing. It was the same whenever they redid Red Dawn. It was like, well, you can't really redo Red Dawn now because you have all the technology that you have. They'll probably, like, lose their cell phones right in the beginning. Okay, and then you go to any place and go, can I use your phone or can I do this? And they just wire you money or they, they send it to your bank pride, account. Galvin. Like, they got too much pride, They got too much pride, so they won't do it. They got it. They're going to try to You got Apple men. Pay. You have everything yeah. else. What yeah. if they said it in the 80s? Phone? If they said it in the 80s, okay. You know, but uh, 
Then it's just a black version of it. But it's yeah. also a lesser version. Like it's it's a classic. It really is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like don't don't mess around with it. Yeah. I don't know. That's my opinion. I, <laughs> I remember when the Beatles announced that they were uh, digitizing their whole catalog and that it would be available for. Di- and I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing. I go, why is everybody excited about this? Is just now I have to go find another way to buy Beatles albums. I've had it on album. I've had it on cassette. I've had it on A-Track. Now i got to go buy it on the digital thing. And Chris Jericho is the one who called it on the hotline. He's like, yeah, nobody has cassettes or albums or A-Tracks anymore. And this just goes to show you that now that it's digital, it'll live forever. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes <laughs> sense. So yeah. maybe that's that's part of the reason why they remake these movies is so that they can appeal to a new audience and and have uh, you know a longer shelf life. Yeah. Also, you uh, run out of ideas, and if something was a hit before, it'll be a hit again. Is what they think, you know. But you're ruining this movie. Yeah. I wonder if they'll actually call it Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. I don't know. That was never a good title. Oh, that's who crazy. really use rides on trains in it anymore? Mm-hmm. They're gonna call it a lot of segways. Beats. Segway, slingshots, and Ferraris. Scooters. Mm. And Uber. <laughs> Drones. Listen, I'm going to stick with it. I didn't see the first one. I'm not going to see this one. Oh. We'll call it Uber. All right. Thank you. That is it for news. All right. It is 8.15. We must take a break. And we come back, we'll be joined by world-famous attorney Dominic Ferriello, friend of the show, our attorney, your attorney. He got a question for him. He will be here and on the Zoom to take your legal calls. But you need to get on the phone lines. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.